0: Rick Dayton Show at eight minutes past four o'clock and joining us on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline is the president and chief executive officer of the Heritage Valley Health System. Welcome in, Norm Mitry, as the conversation is brought to you by Heritage Valley. Hello, Norm. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, Rick, how are you doing today? I'm going to tell a quick story. And and before we get into our conversation here, I, I did an event for the Salvation Army on Saturday night and I was up at the podium introducing myself. And as I was there, my cell phone, which was sitting on the podium beside me, buzzes. And I look down, and I get a text message from Norm Mitry. And the text message simply says, so, we're at the same event. And I texted him back <laughs> I said, I can't wait to meet you. And I literally I had a chance to meet Norm for the first time in person and, and actually put a, a name to a face, which was wonderful, met his wonderful bride. But again, you said you got in trouble from your wife for texting me during that particular part of the program. And then I saved the day by at least responding while I was still up there and got you out of hot water.
1: Is that the way? It, that, that's what I heard, at least. Is that what happened? I'm not sure you got me out of hot water. That takes a lot. But clearly my wife was not really happy that I'm texting you while you're speaking. The water was
0: still Are boiling by the time you got home. No, you've been on the, the board of uh, directors for the Salvation Army for many, many years. It was a wonderful event. And uh, again, thanks for making us feel so welcome the other night. It was it was great to be able to see uh, so many familiar uh, names and faces and, and people from the Salvation Army. And then an added bonus that you were there, too, Norm. So really, really enjoyed that.
1: Well, thank you. It was nice meeting you and your wife. Thank you very much.
0: I want to get to the uh, the conversation at hand now talking about some things having to do with what's going on at Heritage Valley. As it relates to five to 11 year olds now being cleared to receive the Pfizer vaccine, you had sent something out or at least Heritage Valley had sent something out that they fully anticipate a huge run of people asking for vaccines for five to elevens. What has the actual response been? What, what, what's happened?
1: So uh, you're right. I mean, clearly we put out correspondence yesterday, Monday, November 8th, telling the community what we were doing for vaccinations for children ages 5 through 11. And the response has been overwhelming. As quickly as we open up dates, we're doing them Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays at three different locations, one in Robinson Township, one in Center Township, and one in Chippewa, uh, which is northern Beaver County. Uh, as fast as we open up dates and times, they feel. Um, so I view that as very, very good, positive news that, in fact, parents are out there and they're eager to uh, have their children vaccinated. So we, we were very pleased, Rick, I will tell you that. Um, actually, but we met earlier today trying to get more dates. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can imagine now, I mean, you have you have children five to eleven. You have booster shots going on. Mm-hmm. You still have folks and us promoting first dose and second dose, especially under these new mandates from President Biden. Clearly, there's a lot of vaccination opportunities. And at the same time, vaccination challenges trying to balance all this. You know, the children's doses you know, lighter than the adult. One-third the size, the right? Right. It's a third of the size. Uh, at the same time, it's three weeks apart. So the scheduling, if you think about everything here to try to take care of these children and, you know, young adults, older adults, boosters. But if you think about the children and what the vaccinators have shared with me, uh, they said, Norm, you know, putting a vaccine in a child's arm." is far different than putting a vaccine in an adult's arm. And what they mean by that is talking to the child, sort of cajoling them a bit, making them at ease. Uh, it's not as easy as uh, putting a vaccine in an adult's arm. Right. So these, these child vaccines, and the, I hope hopefully the public understands this, it's going to take a while and longer to get these shots in the children's arms.
0: Are you running into any issues as far as getting supply of the smaller child's dose?
1: No, not at all. Clearly, we have plenty of supplies. Uh, We have plenty of vaccine to service the children's population. We know UPMC does, AHN does, uh, our pediatric office, our convenient cares. Uh, Clearly, there's plenty of vaccine to service the children in southwestern Pennsylvania.
0: And it's important to point out also that it literally is a smaller vial with one-third the amount of product in there, so it's not a matter of any possibility of a child getting too much of a dose. I mean, they have literally manufactured a different look and even different colors so that you can pretty easily distinguish which is the adult size and which is the the child size, correct?
1: Yes, and thank you for mentioning that. That's why we're doing specific times for children versus specific times for adults. We're not mixing scheduling people in blocks of time for adults and children. They are separate. Got it. So what about the issues with, uh, flu vaccines
0: and, and what's the demand? Because I've heard from a lot of different people in the medical community that there just has not been a lot of request for people to get their flu shots. Are you hearing that too?
1: Absolutely hearing that. I mean, our drive through, uh, flu shot, uh, Places are nowhere near as busy as they have been in the past, number one. Uh, you know, so is it, uh, is it vaccine fatigue? People don't want more vaccines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but clearly, um, we are not anywhere near busy as busy as we used to be. We do keep promoting it. Uh, we'll be doing drive-through vaccines uh, up until Thanksgiving, and then people can always get their flu shot vaccine in one of our convenient cares seven days a week.
0: I want to ask you about the mandates for vaccines within health workers and where that stands within the uh, the big providers in the area. Where, where do you come down on that?
1: So it's very confusing. I mean, clearly, and, and, you know, God bless the public who's trying to read all this and understand all this. I mean, you know, for the organizations that are 100 employees or more, that goes through OSHA. There's been a stay on that, as you all have reported over the weekend, from lawsuits being filed, so on and so forth. But that does not include health care. Health care is under what's called the conditions of participation under the Medicare and Medicaid program. There has been no intervention, no relaxation on that whatsoever. So what that means is January deadline, or- right? in a healthcare setting have to have their first shot by December the 5th if they're unvaccinated. And so we're working down that path, making sure our employees understand, send private emails to all the folks who are unvaccinated at this point in time, urge them to get vaccinated. Because as the interim final rule states, if they're if they don't have their first shot by December 5th, they cannot come to work on December 6th. So it is just, you know, given the staffing crunch in healthcare, the activity, the coming of flu season, January to March, people not getting the flu vaccine, Rick, you know, there's no worse time for this. And this is my opinion. I'll I'll quote it that way. Right. There's no worse time uh, for this mandate to go into effect as we're facing flu season. I'm, I'm incredibly concerned
0: about it. Yeah. All right. Norm, thank you so much for being with us. And I always appreciate the fact that you're willing to speak your mind. We we sure appreciate that. Norm Mitry, the president, and the chief executive officer of the Heritage Valley Health System here on KDKA. Norm, thank you. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. Yep. Always good to have him here. The conversation brought to you by Heritage Valley. Always good to hear from Norm and uh, hear the things that are going on. I, I don't want to say we buried the lead, but I do think the issue is going to raise its head. And there's no question about the fact that that's less than 30 days away. The, the issue of vaccine mandates, it is going to be a big-time issue. And that if people are, don't get their first dose by the 5th, then they can't be fully vaccinated by January. And if that is the case, then they can't come to work. I mean, and you heard what Heritage Valley is saying. If you don't get vaccinated by the 5th, you can't come to work on the 6th, period. And uh, it's, it's going to be an issue. It is going to be a big-time issue. I saw a piece in the Wall Street Journal. That was uh, one of the pieces was uh, it was an op-ed piece in the journal. And this was probably late last week. Ben and I chatted about it. uh, It wasn't on the air, but we chatted about it. Um, And the the point that the author in this op-ed piece was making was how important are vaccine mandates right now anyway? If we have people and Ben, I want you to jump in on this if you want. If we have people who are vaccinated, who are getting sick. Unvaccinated people may be getting sick as well. Yes, I understand different levels of stress on the body. Some may end up being hospitalized. People end up being sicker if they're not vaccinated, et cetera. But if both are getting sick, why does a vaccine mandate really matter? Have you heard, Ben, anybody talk about it that way? Anybody actually approach it and say, why do we need to worry about a mandate on these vaccines if both people can get sick and if somebody's unvaccinated and they're willing to come to work in this environment right now why are we going to preclude them from working right i mean honestly it's the first time i've heard it phrased that way but that's exactly right who can dispute that right I mean, now i mean just I, I, I look at that and i just say how have we missed this point how how have we just completely ignored that notion and I understand that you want to get everybody vaccinated. You want to push everybody to get vaccinated. You want that. I get that. But at the same time, if both people are getting sick, is it really that much of a difference? If you aren't vaccinated as opposed to if you, I, boy, I don't know, I, I just again, I it, it was something that I saw in the journal that I just thought was a really interesting way of looking at it. And sometimes I think, Ben, if you just sort of change your perspective. I mean, even if you look at something from straight on and then you look at it from the side, you may think about it differently. And I think that's what this piece did for me, at least, is that it's a different way of looking at it. I don't think anyone can begrudge anyone for learning more and then thinking <laughs> of a new philosophy. I think that's great. It's the point of the show, right? So Ben Kamino Show right here on KDKA. <laughs> if not, it should be. As uh, I've done the Lynn Hayes-Freeland Show, the Rick Dayton Show, and now I'm on the Ben Kamino Show <laughs> right here on KDKA. 866-391-1020. If you want to jump into the conversation, we'd love to have you. We've got Ken Rice coming up as uh, the program will continue after the news at 430. Also, Dr. Brian Moore will be coming on. He's an orthopedic surgeon from Allegheny Health Network Monroeville Surgery Center. And he is going to talk to us about doing knee replacements, literally knee replacements, on an outpatient basis. Rick Dayton Show continuing, 4.38 in the afternoon here on KDKA, joined by Ken Rice of KDKA Television. Hello, Ken.
2: How long long did you stay at the Steeler game?
0: Made it all the way to there. As a matter of fact, I was walking into the parking garage. You had already been home and probably we're already in your slippers and your smoking jacket with your pipe. Do you, do you have a smoking jacket and a pipe?
2: You know what maybe I do. Let's leave that to the imagination. <laughs> okay, but I, I want to, what I want to tell you is congratulations you 12, stuck it out 12 twenty five I was walking into the parking garage
0: to get my car yeah and uh, and I again, I figured you know Ken Rice he's been home for for almost an hour at this point. I've no, been gone. I've been gone for a while. The gone, car, the right.
2: car was parked and cool at home. Let's put it that. There way. you go. There you go. But so you did not. At least I doubted that you would stay. But you had to stay last well, night. Well, yeah. When you saw
0: what happened in the third quarter of that game yes. last night, you're up 14-0. You think, oh, Ken's right. I hate it. I, I absolutely hate it. But then the Steelers made it very interesting in the second half, or or the Bears did. One or the other. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod did. I, I don't know. It just. Uh, it, it got much more nervous in the stadium than I think most of the sixty-five thousand thought it would be.
2: So when the Bears went up with under two minutes, oh. w- what was going on in the stands? Well, were people you know, there was, there, out?
0: there were two different. No, there was not. There was none of that. Good. And I think the reason being, Ken, is because there's a guy who wears number nine for the Steelers who has done it so many times and Chris Boswell kicking game-winning field goals. And when you're only down at that point by a point, you don't have to drive the length of the field for a touchdown to win. You've just got to get... And and he's already shown a 54 and a 52 yarder, right, in in the same game, in the same field, to that same end of the field that yeah, we're probably okay. We got Boswell. I mean, I think that was sort of the mentality in the building is, hey, it's all fine. Got a Hall of Fame guy who potentially can kick something for you and, and, and everybody drive home safely. I mean, somebody was walking through. We got a Hall of Famer number nine. Everybody's going to be happy. <laughs> just enjoy it. I mean, it was it was hilarious. It was really, really funny. And I think a lot of people just sort of chuckled and said, okay, you're right. And, y- yep, y-
2: you're right. <laughs> he's he's well, pretty steady. That was uh, that was as great a finish as I can remember. Just uh you know, it was one of those one of those games where you didn't need the whole seat, mm, just, just the edge. The edge. Yeah. <laughs> you should yeah. do, like, big
0: commercials for, like, monster
2: truck pulls or do you something think like you're that. Not, are you just saying that, or do you mean it?
0: No, Ken, you could do it. You won't need the whole seat. You could only use the edge, edge, I'm gonna, edge, edge. I'm doing it. I know. Thanks. Think about, think about it. You could do that, and you could do Ginsu Knife commercials. Slices, dices, chops, and shreds, and even makes mounds of coleslaw. You could do that one, too.
2: Why do you know that? I don't know. Why was that available (laughs) (laughs) for you to just? Ken, I'm going to
0: say this. My father-in-law used to refer to me as a storehouse of useless knowledge. Should Uh. that have been a compliment or not?
2: Sure, no. For your, <laughs> that's no, what I
0: kept for the, saying. For I, the career, I, I for the career my, you went into, I told my wife that for years. That's a compliment. Your dad loves me, and she laughed.
2: That's right, and she laughed. Not everyone has. <laughs> Not everyone has that attribute.
0: Slices, dices, chops, um, and shreds, and even makes mountains of coleslaw. Yeah. yeah, ginsu knife. Good. Well,
2: uh-huh. it was a great. You know, the city was the city was looking great last night. It, it the the weather was perfect. It was. It was a humdinger of a ball game. A blimp uh, I just thought it was it was it was all it was all great. And Tomlin got his one hundred fiftieth win.
0: And it's Steelers, you know, moved into second place in the AFC North, uh, despite the fact that they maybe didn't play their best game. So No, they did did not play their best game. (laughs) But a W is a W. A win is a win is a win. Yeah, Absolutely. Hey, uh, KDK News tonight at 5 o'clock. I know that that's that's knock, knock, knocking on your door to to quote Three's Company. What's uh, what's coming up? Again, storehouse of useless knowledge. Uh, Mm -hmm. What do you got coming up for us?
2: We're going to tell you about a hand signal that may have saved a life. Megan Schiller is on this story on what a girl did in a video on TikTok to be rescued after being abducted. Made a gesture with her hand. Now, police are being told, you should know what this means. Megan Schiller is going to explain that. Also, 75 overdose deaths in Allegheny County this year, all based, at least in part, on one particular drug. It's new to this area. It's called parafluorofentanyl. Hmm. Last year, there were zero deaths involving this drug. What is going on? Andy Sheehan is looking into it. And then um, I'll just give you two words on this, uh, this one other story I'll mention, space ketchup.
0: Space ketchup, as in Heinz trying to do something in Mars, right? You, you had
2: to add more words to it. I thought space ketchup really captured the essence of what we're dealing Did with. Did
0: I ruin it? Have no. I, have, I, have I given too much away?
2: Uh, no, you of course you didn't. Hey, guys, kill the space catcher! <laughs> do you no, have that all good, kind of right? cloud
0: in the newsroom? If you just you turn right yell, if you just yell that across, are are people now tearing up scripts right now? And producers banging on their keyboards saying, "What are we going to do for that minute 15?"
2: Let me put it this way: I am free to yell out stuff like that to my heart's content. Nothing is done about it, but I am welcome to yell it.
0: The, the other question is: How many of the producers said? Dayton ruined it again. That—that's the other note. That other part of it, wasn't it? They said Dayton. It was
2: just sort of, yeah. All right, we have, a, we, have we have a bunch of stories we put in the Dayton file, and we're prepared <laughs> we're prepared to nix them if you say too much about
0: them on the radio. Yeah. So I will yeah. I will I will keep my comments to myself the rest of the way. Thank you, Mr. Rice. All right, Rick. Thanks. Always good stuff. Ken Rice, joining us here on KDKA. 4:44 right now in the afternoon. Hey, we were talking about the uh, the COVID vaccine and things like that. Judy's been hanging on. Want to get to her call. Judy in Newcastle. You're on KDKA. Hello there. How are you?
3: Hi. Uh, I'm fine. Thanks. Uh, I agree with you when you're talking about the the face masks and with the COVID shots and everything. I'm in my 60s. I have not had the vaccine. I don't plan on getting one. I do work part time for a small company. And when I asked, they have under 100 employees, but when I asked would they consider the vaccine being demanded, they said no, because they'd have to close the doors. So, But the thing is, when I go out, I wear a mask. I still sanitize and wash my hands. The people that go out that don't wear a mask usually are vaccinated, but they can spread it. So why do they not need to wear a mask when they're out?
0: yeah there's a there's a, there's so many questions there 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 really are judy and yeah. i think that uh, you know the the point that i was making was from the wall street journal not op-ed piece that was talking about you know the people who are vaccinated the people who are not vaccinated that both of them can get sick at this point do we really need to have those mandates in place, and again, I think that uh, we're going to see a completely different world here in the next uh, 30 days or 60 days in right, uh, December. Right, I can see
3: everybody walking off their jobs, but yet I think a lot will.
0: They may be forced to. And I don't I mean, care and if the, they're the what they are figuring is, right.
3: at this time. They'll do something else. They'll find other work.
0: Right, and the question so. then becomes: Is how enforceable is that um, that mandate? And I and we have to right. wait and see. Okay. Judy, thanks, thanks for holding thanks on, again and for thanks for my call. Absolutely, it's good to have you on the program. Judy calling us from Newcastle. Today.